0: As I did my Lectio Divina with this Sunday's scriptures, and then a kind of Lectio Divina with uh, the letter statement put out by Archbishop Laurie on the Attorney General's report in light of my uh, time of prayer with this Sunday's readings, there are really two words that stood out for me. Those are transparency and victim. I think that they're both words that point to the mystery of what we celebrate in Christ the King, and they're revelatory of the kind of king that Christ is for us. First, transparency. Transparency, despite its literal meaning, does not mean invisibility. Transparency means truth made visible. In other words, incarnation, divine transparency. The incarnation is God visible, the word made flesh in Jesus, or as we hear in the Colossians hymn of our second reading, the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the chosen one, the Christ of God made visible for the sake of those for whom the world refuses to see. See, the truth always wants to become visible to us. To lie is to hide the truth. We know that. And that the greater the lie, the more necessary fear becomes to sell it and violence to protect it. But Jesus is not that kind of ruler or king. We know that with the Attorney General's report, there will be many different thoughts and feelings that arise. It's possible to see um, this as a form of attack against the church or dredging up the past. There are others who may see it as an act of justice. It's about time. You know, I think that both of those perspectives um, have some good reasons to them. And yet the incarnation is all about Jesus showing us that the truth is nothing to fear. The truth is nothing to fear because it's the truth that will set us free. Even if at times it falls into the hands of those who may see God's holy ones as enemies or to seek to do us harm, the truth is still nothing to fear. God will see to it that the truth, even when it's used as an insult, will in the end reveal his glory and justice. After all, that's what the inscription that hangs above Jesus, the King of the Jews, is all about. It was intended as an insult, as a mockery. And yet Jesus, in his power, um, in the end, reveals it for the truth and justice that it is. Jesus truly is our King. And so we look to the cross. Truth is nowhere more transparent than on the cross. What remains of God when stripped of every exterior garment that we put on him, is love. God is the naked truth, uh, and love is at the heart of that truth. The cross is the very unveiling of what true love is. And so at the cross, we also see Jesus as our victim. Jesus is also our victim. He is the despised, the rejected, and abused one. To sin, is simply to make someone else your victim, whether in big or little ways, to act out of unconcern for the other person's good. And so to sin is very simply to make someone else your victim. This is what Jesus steadfastly refuses to do. Jesus's own refusal to even save himself demonstrated his solidarity with victims, especially in the shame and the humiliation and the abandonment that he experienced on the cross. Jesus is the one who on the cross stands and dies for every single victim. Throughout the gospels, the ones who know Jesus or come to know Jesus are often the ones who have seen their way out of the self-deception of the world, which is often blind to its victims. They're the ones who have reached out to help and to lift them up. Incidentally, they were often the ones who were least likely to be believed or trusted in society, the sinners. We might think of the good Samaritan, not of the people, of the Jews, but the one who refused to simply walk by and not see the victim on the side of the road, but reached out a hand to help. We might think of uh, the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the one who sees the way that his practices have harmed others, and then we see that his, mo- his movement to make reparations for what he's done. Here is God giving a, a vision uh, for the victim in our midst, the one whom Jesus uh, identifies with. <clears throat> we might also think of all the women in Scripture. You know, it was the women who followed Jesus on the way of the cross, who were the only ones who helped him without needing to be asked. I think that's significant uh, for us in the Church today. A level of willful or ignorant blindness towards victims may be an inherent weakness to a male-dominated or oriented institution. You'll have to tell me what uh, you think of that. Um, But it's a sign that we all need one another if we're to be the Church, and we need to be on the lookout for the ones who the world overlooks. And at the same time, Jesus, who is our victim, does not let his victimhood define him. Which is to say that Jesus never defines himself over and against any group or person, even if it is his victimizers and perpetrators. Jesus refuses to exact revenge upon his persecutors. Jesus, in effect, repurposes the wood of the cross The cross was engineered to punish and yet jesus takes the wood of the cross and uses it to free us from the relentless cycle of rivalry and resentment and retaliation the cross shows the non-retaliatory love of god love wins simply by being itself jesus is the innocent victim in the liturgy, the words of the Eucharistic prayer, we call Jesus this holy victim, this spotless victim. In the words of the criminal on the cross, we have been condemned justly, but this man has done nothing criminal. Every single one of us is a criminal on the cross, justly condemned. But Jesus does not become our innocent victim. He does not die for our sins Merely as a form of emotional blackmail. He doesn't become our innocent victim to rescue us from an earthly cycle of fear and obligation and guilt, only to then reinsert us into an eternal uh, cycle of fear and obligation and guilt. In fact, Jesus lifts us out of these cycles that want to control our lives, reappropriating the hymn that we find in. Uh, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, we might say that though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not regard his innocence as something to be exploited for his own good reputation. But rather, he emptied himself, taking our place as the criminal on the cross, a subject of an earthly ruler. And because of this, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every other name, king of the universe and so we see on the cross that jesus is an innocent victim but jesus is also finally a survivor jesus is the innocent victim survivor god always survives our sin and then offers us forgiveness jesus does not come to pour guilt upon us but to give us the forgiveness of our sins this is the good news of the gospel the cross is not to jesus passively suffering abuse i think that's important too when we um, reflect on uh, the victims who are in the world that jesus's non-retaliatory love is not um, a warrant or saying that those who have been abused should not speak out this is not at all what's happening on the cross In fact, the cross is not Jesus passively suffering abuse. The cross is where God is actively accomplishing the ultimate victory of justice by interrupting the cycle of retribution that we so often find ourselves in. The cross is Jesus actively making peace by his own blood. On the cross, Jesus takes the place of both the victim and the victimizer, the perpetrator, important. Jesus loves them both. Jesus wants to bring justice and restoration to the victim, but that can only truly happen if Jesus can also offer forgiveness and mercy towards the sinner. At the cross, Jesus unites both in one great sacrifice of reconciliation. And so we see the cross as the demonstration of God's will to restore all of us, to build his kingdom, not on uh, retributive justice, but on the foundation of what we call restorative justice. Jesus is bringing about the kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. At the cross, Jesus brings about a peace and unity that does not depend upon making another person or a class of people into an enemy. His is a kingdom of justified and reconciled victims and their perpetrators. Maybe this is all a little bit more than you and I can or even want to imagine. Maybe it sounds a little bit like paradise. We find it difficult and painful to acknowledge wrongs that are so wrong that there is nothing we can do to make them right. And so the result is often denial or blame. And yet Jesus comes to set the world to right. This is what the cross is about. It's about God sending his son to become our king so that he may finally set the world to rights. To behold the crucified one is to behold the one who is our victim, our innocent victim. But it's only by looking upon the one that we have crucified that we are able to receive the forgiveness that all of us need. This is exemplified by the two criminals crucified on either side of Jesus. The first one projects his own wish onto Jesus. If I were you, I would save myself. But he can't see that salvation only comes through being able to look upon the one that we've harmed and through the mercy of God to receive forgiveness. We can't turn away from our victim. We must be reconciled with them. The other criminal looks upon Jesus and sees the result of his own action. The very reason that he's on the cross is what ultimately puts Jesus on his. And yet this criminal neither expects nor asks to be with him in paradise. It's kind of amazing. He only asks, remember me when you get there. So we see that salvation is to be remembered by God. Salvation means to be kept alive forever in the memory of God. The Eucharist is how we remember God, who is forever remembering us. The truth about our lives is nowhere more transparent to God than when we celebrate the Eucharist, because that's where we unite ourselves with the cross, the sacramental representation of his sacrifice at Calvary. When we come to the Eucharist, we come to the cross, we make Jesus' sacrifice our own. By returning his presence to us in the form of the Eucharist, Jesus chooses to remember his betrayers, not with vengeance, but with forgiving love, and so empowers us to do likewise. It's in this way that Jesus accomplishes his mission to be with us today and forever.